0: Hi everyone, John Thornett here. Welcome to another episode of the Speaking Pharmacy podcast. Now, I'm in this really cool, wicked studio again. There's microphones, there's this thing in front of me. I don't know what it does or it just lights everywhere. we got microphones, we've got cameras, we got phones, and we're all ready to go. Here's such a cool place. Anyway, so welcome. hope you're all doing well. So what's been happening at Peak? A um, couple of things is... We have Sarah back. Sarah's back from maternity leave. Say hello, Sarah.
1: Hello.
0: Yes. Yeah, see, I'm, I told him I'll bring him into this. So Sarah's back from marketing leave from her maternity leave, not marketing leave. Marketing leave. leave. Oh, yeah. yeah, I guess. So Sarah, Sarah's back from maternity leave, and it's uh, such a pleasure to have her back. So we've now got the dynamic duo of Sarah and Renee, the best marketing people that ever existed, um, and they're, they're they're back in the Peak family. And I know they've been working very hard on a new peak marketing strategy. I was probably not supposed to mention that, but I will. Um, uh, so I'm really excited to see what they've been working hard on that. So I'm really, it's going to be really exciting to see what they've come up with. Uh, I, I set them a task of, I've got two people, I've got two very good people, very high expectations, right? What's what's our strategy going forward? So I'm really looking forward to that. Uh what else were you we doing? Um, I've actually, I'm not going to give anything away, but I've actually been working on a new program myself, um, sort of in line with with today's topic, all on uh, on uh, junior partners, et cetera. So that's something that I'm working on as well, which uh, um, I'm actually really excited about. It's, it's um, Sometimes you do client work and everything like that, but it's such a, a, a good experience when you're just using your brain for creativity. Um, it's a wonderful place to be. So let me get on with... Uh, our podcast today. Now, I'm going to introduce you to this wonderful man who's sitting across from me. Uh, This is a bloke I've uh, admired for a long time. Um, I'd quite honestly say one of the best pharmacy owners I've ever met. Um, His stores are outstanding in regards to their performance. Um, His team are fantastic. I know a few of his team members, and they're really, really good. Your partners are excellent. Um, And one of the things that that really stands out um, with this bloke and his stores is the culture. And you guys have heard me talk about culture before, particularly um, the atmosphere of a pharmacy when you walk into it and that culture. And um, this guy's stores, is, is, you, you feel that as soon as you walk in, you feel that. So um, former Pharmacy of the Year
2: winner, Swarp Afsa, Welcome. Oh, thanks, John. They are they are very very humbling words. Uh, it's fantastic to be here, and what a recording studio we've got here. This It's is, uh, pretty cool, isn't it? Fascinating. It's well done, really Tasha cool. Buildings together. Yeah. This is absolutely amazing. Nice to be here. It's
0: uh, it's a really nice joint. It's um I still geek out over it. it's, yeah. it's, it's pretty cool. <laughs> absolutely,
2: mate. Thanks for so, having me.
0: No, absolute pleasure. So, um, tell me about and because those who have seen you particularly been um, pharmacy of the year winner. Um, and as we all know being in business there's quite often a, a journey that's involved there. So let's go back to your your early days of being of being a pharmacist yeah and, sure. and particularly um, what were those early years like but more particularly is when did that spark come of oh I might want to be a pharmacy
2: owner Absolutely So look I just like a lot of other young pharmacist students and young pharmacists I wasn't really too sure in terms of which way my career is going to head. Yep. I was actually very, very clinical minded. So I wasn't sure if it's going to be community or if it's going to be hospital. I still remember this story that I, I have actually shared in the past. I had this dye in my eye when I was a fourth year student and I didn't know what to do with it because it was on a Saturday evening and I actually went to a community pharmacy and the pharmacist actually um, actually gave me the treatment, which was just um, applying like a bit of heat into the eye and that fixed this dye in my eye. Yeah. And that made me have a have a bit of that moment when I went, oh, you know what? Community pharmacists can play a bigger role than just dispensing prescriptions. Yep. And yep. Um, back then, this is going a long way back. This is going back in two thousand and six, two thousand and seven. Back then, um, the industry was was quite different. Mm. Um, so for me, the spark came to the uh, to that realization that things can be done differently. Yep. It can be more about being a health hub. It can be more about actually having their clinical practice inside community pharmacy. Yep. And that can be a point of difference. I mean, this is the days when we had price discounting and price being a major factor mm. and, and also something people were competitive what about. What
0: sort of era was this?
2: So this is the era when, when I guess Chemist Warehouse was actually getting into yep. like really hitting the straps. Like obviously they're getting quite busy and buzzy mm. and everyone was going, what do we do? Do we follow them? Do we try and beat them? And how do we beat them? So I guess uh, my ownership aspirations really came that I really wanted to do something differently. Yep. And back then the um, industry wasn't really ready for what I wanted to, to really get out of the, uh, the, my journey as a community pharmacist. So being an owner was all about being able to give the community something that I see a lot of value in, mm. and um, th- to me that was the like this knowledge that we have as community pharmacists. So we wanted to um, sort of implement that throughout that sort of setup. So that's what really sort of brought about that um, uh, that sort of aspiration in terms of yeah. of uh, being like being able to sort of um, have an influence in the health of the communities that we are in.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's this. Um You've got the, the, these crossroads, isn't there, with, with, with pharmacy is that, well, you either compete like be retail and the discount path in which if you're going to do that, you're only ever on a hiding or you be a pharmacist in its true sense of the word. And the pharmacist in its true sense of the word is not just, you know, move volume of product at a profit margin is you guys actually know stuff.
2: Absolutely and you're right. really good at it. Absolutely right. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely right.
0: Yeah. And so there's this crossroads of well, I'm either retail or I'm full service. And
2: if I'm full service, I've got to do it properly. Absolutely. Um right. and, yeah. and it and, and it always goes back to that that interaction and yep. the actual engagement with our patients yep. and basically um, I guess a re, like really defining what you stand for yeah, basically what your uh, values and obviously like your beliefs are yep. and basically what sort of culture you can actually sort of yep. actually try and set inside the team, which is something that you have you have spoken about earlier mm-hmm. as well. Yep. Um, where, where did the spark come of, okay, I understand I want to be a
0: pharmacist and I, I understand what they do, this is what I want to do. That little spark of I want to be an owner or Was there a spark at all and it was just a a natural
2: progression of, I don't think this is an opportunity like, well, let's just do it and I'll figure it out later? For me, it was definitely a spark. It definitely came from the moment when I was trying to understand the industry really well. And um, I really wanted to have that clinical uh, sort of practice from a community pharmacy setting, mm. and the sort of link was there. The so gap was there. Even when I was working as an intern, I saw how many different gaps in uh, sort of treatment areas there are that we can do, um, because we are the sort of uh, I guess that sort of gateway that can actually sort of try and keep patients away from hospitals. We can take the pressure off the hospitalisation system. Yep. People that uh, and, and and we are also the sort of primary care experts. So yep. basically, um, uh, we we ha- we really had to sort of think through what we are doing now, back then really, and uh, like the spark did come from that, that basically I think if I'm, if I'm a business owner myself, I can implement these things a lot easier mm-hmm. um, and have, have a lot less sort of, yep. I guess, it roadblocks as such. Yep, yep, yep.
0: And so you were, um, most of your career was in, was in the, the Pharmacy 777 family.
2: Yes, I was yep. actually lucky enough to, to get into the pharmacy Triple Seven Group when I was a fourth year rotation student, and, yep. and since then I did my um, my internship there, yep. and uh, and I became the managing partner when I was twenty two years old. So that's so young. Yeah, it was very very that young is so days. Young. Yeah, I mean, I and suppose you look at your
0: your your crop of pharmacists now, and uh, you look at some of them at twenty two. I think, wow, well, I was an owner at that, at that age.
2: Yeah, no, I think I think it was really important to be part of a very very supportive um, culture in like in yep. general. Um, I think. I guess it just goes back to your belief systems. So if you believe in retailing, if you believe in health, if you believe in pricing, whatever you feel strongly about as a pharmacist uh, or as a uh, a manager or a leader, that is the group of people you want to be surrounded by that can assist you in that journey. My passion has been health. So I've been very lucky to be be surrounded by an organisation who is also passionate about health. Now, if, I, if my passion was price, we probably wouldn't be a good match. Mm-hmm. So any sort of young pharmacist listening, um, I would definitely sort of suggest to, I guess, surround yourself with a team that actually talks your language. Yep,
0: yep, yep. I suppose there's a, also a part there of what type of pharmacist do you want to be. Um, Absolutely. And uh, sometimes that's not immediately apparent either. Sometimes that takes a while for that to sink in as to, well, I know I want to be a pharmacist, but what type of pharmacist, I don't know.
2: Absolutely correct. Yeah,
0: yeah. So how did you find your uh, – because you you were thrust into to ownership and you had this opportunity and you, you took it and ran with it. And um, so how long have you been at Nolamara now? Uh, that was since 2008. So 2008. it's been about 14 years. Wow, wow. And so how did you find those initial years of going from employee to employer of an employee of um, – not necessary in that leadership role to all of a sudden. Oh, hang on, I've got to lead a team of people here. I've got a, a business to run.
2: And uh, had it, well, tell me about your
0: experiences there,
2: particularly that being, being so question. young. Fantastic question. It was a bit about. It was a bit of sort of baptism by fire, I'd yeah. say, because <laughs> uh, you had all these ideas. You had to go really hard, and then you understand the concept of culture, um, and then you understand the so concept of leadership, and you understand the concept of team these things are not really taught but to you by basically various institutions like universities. Mm. And um, when you, obviously for me, it was actually all about um, really sort of doing the best thing for the patient, but then it's sort of you really got to try and find a way to have a team doing it together because yep. you will have, uh, it's, it's almost almost a ripple effect. So it's just a sort of understanding how to sort of bring them on board, understanding their own um, sort of personal choices, personal clashes, and what sort of ticks for them, um, and ultimately your team's your everything. So basically, mm. and how you build your team is is a um, uh, it is the most important um, aspect of, of any sort of any sort of leadership anywhere. Yep. Um, so for me, it was like a case of really going okay. So actually, making some mistakes. And actually learning from them yep. and I'm still learning from them yes. uh, but um, it definitely was um, was an eye-opening experience on how a team of four five which is now like a team of 14, 15, 16 um, have been able to do what it's done for the community. Mm. Yeah yeah and it's not those skill sets
0: aren't it's, for some people you have
2: to really learn
0: what teamwork and culture and leadership means and you know, I'm nearly 50 and I'm, I'm still learning along the way. In fact, I'm past 50 if we're going to be honest. Um, so yeah, you gotta, these skill sets don't come to someone so young. So was it something that was ingrained in you or where did that learning experience come from of, of culture and, and leading a team and developing a team? Look,
2: I had a lot of support ar- uh, structure around me and yep. a lot of seniors that actually had enormous impact on me and they still do. And, um, Luckily, some of them are actually my senior business partners. Yep. So, um, and that actually assisted me a lot in those early days because yep. I was only twenty-two. So yep. I was learning my my way, and I and I had people to go and ask things to. Um, and I think that's really important. I think I think having that sort of support structure is really important. Yep. Um, you also do like in our industry, we have some some incredible leaders um, yep. of the past, present, and also future. I'd say so. It is always good to sort of. Um, uh, just to sort of stay in touch with the, like, with the different sort of um, elements that actually come out in the AJP, actually following the, the, like, the different Guild events, like yep. the different PSA events. Um, it, there is, like, there's a lot to learn f- from each other. It's just being open to learning.
0: Yep. Yeah. And that's actually important part, being open to learning. You've got to encourage that in and be happy with your mindset being challenged on that. What about from a, a business front? because um, again there's a skill set there that doesn't just come to you um, uh, wh- so what wh- wh- what was your experiences about like, the dollars and cents of actually making something profitable and, and 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 cash flow issues and
2: look I'll be very honest with you I did not even know what a so gross profit meant <laughs> in those <laughs> in those earlier days you know let alone EBITDA and all these all these little sort yep. of elements there so um, and again there we had a very good um, very good tight knit culture within the Pharmacy Triple Seven organization. organization and there's a lot of senior owners that was there and we used to meet up in these different partners some some breakfast and meetings and i felt that that really took me under under their stride i had a lot of questions Mm -hmm. i used to ask a lot of questions which now i think back going wow that was a silly question but (laughs) they always used to actually tell me nothing's a silly question so i found out a lot about from my peers um and they were um, they were really really helpful to me um even now basically sometimes when i don't understand something uh you know simple complex however you said um i I still have that support obviously within the organization within the actual accounts team to actually go to i think the key is to realize you don't need to you don't know everything and you don't need to yes Uh, there are there are there are people around you that are there to support you through it yep um the, the key part is, again, I go back to it, is your values and what you want to do as a pharmacist. And exactly what you said is, what type of pharmacist do you want to be? Mm. And I guess, what, what do you want to do for your community? And um, as long as you're clear on that, um, everything else, you have support around you. Or you should have support around you. You should be around yep. people that can support you through. Yep. So now, 14 years later...
0: And it's not just Nolamara, but there's Shoalwater and there's others you've got in your tiny little empire. <laughs> and we <laughs> won't call it tiny. Um, but there's <laughs> I won't up, call it empire. <laughs> but there's, um, um, but you know, y- you are clearly a successful pharmacy owner and, um, you know, within the, the 777 networking, you've done very well. But now you're at this phase of you're and you have done for a while now, you're bringing on partners now. So you've gone that from. Um, being the, the, the junior partner, working partner yourself to now you're bringing on people. And so what was that, that phase like of, of you now being that, that leader, being that, that someone that people looking up to, you're being the
2: mentor? Absolutely. Um, t- tell me about that phase. Look, we had, um, even in my journey from the early days, we had a lot of pharmacists that unfortunately left the industry because they didn't have a lot of career progression coming towards them. Yep. And there's a lot of like-minded pharmacists out there that do prefer healthcare over um, over retailing, pricing, however where you say it. Unfortunately, sometimes they don't have that career guidance for them. That get. Yeah. now what? Like everyone's excited once they come out, they get the first job, great. Then they maybe get into senior pharmacist position or a management position, great. Then, then what? Um, some of those pharmacists are quite sort of like minded, and all they really need is is a is a, is a good sort of. Um, I guess that's a career, like the career pathway. Yep. Um, and I've been lucky enough to have had some of those pharmacists come my way, and uh, uh, to be able to do what we do for different communities, mm. what we did for for areas, for example, Nolamara and Shoalwater. The only way that's actually possible is actually having leadership in those communities. So when we find pharmacists like that, or when pharmacists want to be like that, and they want to be trained along those lines, that, I mean, I would always encourage everyone to sort of think about ownership. It's actually um, fun. It's, uh, mm. it is it is quite, um, uh, as in, it is quite rewarding because mm. at the end of the day, you're like, you're changing the shape of a community. And uh, if you, uh, and there's a lot of guidance available from various, from various organizations and um as i as i said earlier it's just all about what you believe in and mm. who you and where you're working do they actually believe in those same things and do they and also most importantly do they believe in you yep. um so look my drive towards having younger partners i've been lucky enough to um have actually sort of taken on five partners in the last sort of six years mm. and um it has been the and most and they're really
0: good people too yeah, yeah. Look,
2: and they are better than me and yeah. And that's what you want, like you want your partners to be better than you. And um, I, I had that opportunity myself, like you know, back in two thousand and eight. So I think being able to sort of give that back to some of the other, um, other sort of youngsters sort and of frontliners who will be the leaders in this in this industry for the time moving mm. forward, it is it is actually greatly rewarding for me.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, if we think of, um, you know, in, in the audience now, there's going to be um, some pharmacists there who are thinking about ownership and think, oh, I, I might want to do that Oh, that, that sounds exciting. What's some advice that you would give to them on skill sets that or things that they should be doing now before they go like full on into it? What types of skill set? How do you think they should go about
2: developing themselves to be ready for it? Yeah. Look, three things. It's um, To me, that's always very, very important. The first thing that you really got to know is um, the why, right? Is that basically why do you want to actually do something? So, yep. and that why comes from your set of beliefs and your values. So who you are, what do you want to do? And um, and uh, that really sort of sets the tone. So knowing the why you really want to become an owner is so important. I know it sounds like a bit of a motherhood statement there, mm-hmm. but um, I still to this point really believe that every pharmacy that I've been uh, that I've been lucky enough to be part of, um, a, it's always come from what I can do for the community, yep. and that has been my why. Yep. Um, and it's important that you know that. Secondly, is actually having a open learning attitude that you don't know at all. Um, this industry doesn't owe anyone anything. We owe this industry everything. Yep. Um, so it is all about learning. Um, in your journey from your peers, from your um, uh, from your staff around you, like you know, some of the things I've learned has been fascinating, and they were from my pharmacy student or even security guards. Yeah. Um, you just don't know how people see things, and there's you have access to everyone's visions. Yep. It's all about being open to learning from it. Mm. And thirdly, is um, it's it is about um, understanding the importance of teamwork. Yeah. Um, because everything you want to do, you can do it a lot better if you if you do it in that sort of team environment, Um, how you actually manage conflicts, how you, uh, uh, they, again, sounds like motherhood statements there, but these things actually um, almost can change and shape your team. Um, How you actually motivate them, how you keep everyone else um, interested, excited. Um, If you have a good team, if you, um, if you know your, if uh, if you know why you're doing it, um, and also most importantly, if you have the learning attitude, um, it, you, you don't have a lot to worry about.
0: Yep, yep, yep. And so you're obviously got some ability now because you, you've, you've been doing it for a while and you'd have, you know, within each team, so you take Nolomar and there, there, there's 14 people there. And part of this thing of being an owner is also uh, succession planning, meaning that who's the next crop? Who's the next crop of leaders that I need to start developing? What sort of some of the things that you're looking for within your pharmacist Of they're going to be good, they're not going to they, they don't necessarily have the skill sets that I'm that I'm needing. How do you identify that uh, those skill sets within within your your, your talent pools?
2: Fantastic question. Again, um, look, it's um, it does actually come from um, that attitude, as I actually mentioned, and basically how um, how well they communicate with their peers. Is you, that is that learned? or it's inherent? Um, it can be both. Yep. It actually can be both. I, um, I think one of the sort of uh, key parts we do find is that sometimes when you have the attitude of, okay, I don't know this, I want, I need to be taught this, you don't know how the power of, of what that person can, yep. um, can produce once you do um, train that into them. Yep. Some people do come out very naturally, but there's not many of them I've been able to come mm-hmm. across. Maybe one so or it, two. Most, mostly it's a learned skill. Mostly it is. Mm. It is definitely like a learned skill, but it's that learning attitude. Um, yeah. What I find is that there are pharmacists out there these days, especially um, that have a lot more push towards health. Mm. I think the, that it, the original journey 14 years ago about, about clinical practice and community pharmacy that I mentioned earlier, yeah. that has become a lot more of a norm these days and pharmacists yeah. are getting that point across a lot easier but I think with this sort of um, uh, with when we see a pharmacist who wants to go the whole journey or who's a little bit confused, it always sort of goes back to, I guess, explaining to them from our end as well that what does that journey look like? Mm-hmm. And that career progression and the clarity in that career progression for that pharmacist yep. is really important. So yep. anyone young listening in, um, I guess the like the, the, the key part is where you're at right now. How does the next five years look like for you? Yeah. What skill sets do you need from now until then yep. for you to be comfortable yep. to be able to lead a team? Yeah. These are financials and everything. Um, you got to. You don't have to know everything, but you've got to know what you're doing when you take that business over. Yeah. Because there is the other excitement about let's buy a pharmacy let's buy a pharmacy i've got my name on a business now what because yep. um as you as you know uh as 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 in the financials are not always pretty yep. and you've got to know what you want to actually do with it yep. and it's great to be able to learn that art from an from an earlier day yep. For in that in that in that 5 year 3 year succession plan yep yep and so so you've
0: identified those who have that 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 culture that learning culture the opening they've got that that hunger for that growth and learning and, and evolving and uh, evolving themselves as a person. Um, how do you go about like you, so you've got a, a, a partner there who's about to come on. What's your, your like a, a, do you have like an apprenticeship type thing that you, you take them through just to see if they've got, got what it takes. And, and with, of course, without, we don't give away any secret sauce here, but, yeah. um, uh, uh, what, what types of things do you take them through to see are they cut out
2: for this? Absolutely. So I guess like the first thing is for them to really sort of understand the key concepts that, that, um, that we align ourselves with, mm. um, which is like patient versus as an actually treating everyone as a patient and not as a customer. Yep. That's in our business model. Um, and uh, just some of the key elements about, about sort of supporting the community and basically what elements can be done. Yep. How, how is a professional service implemented? Um, So there's elements of that that we sort of tier into their training process and they get given clear guidance of moving different levels from being a pharmacist to a professional service pharmacist, you know, different levels in that, and then also management and then basically ownership. So it is done in a way so that you don't have that experience that, I mean, for me, that I had when I I first bought in and I wish I was part of something like that Mm. Um, because obviously – like um, that learning becomes a lot more streamlined and they're a lot more prepared by the end of it. So that training culture really needs to be there for any organization or any sort of senior partner taking on like a junior partner. And I guess uh, like uh, for any pharmacist wanting to get into the ownership in that partnership setup, I do want to say that it does actually um, help to de-risk a lot of the things. Mm. It speeds up your learning process because as you said, and, even as I'm saying as, as well, we are still learning, learning yep. so much every single day. Um, so it does sort of speed up like the learning process as well. Um, but it is important to actually know how, you, I mean, how you're going to get to closer to your version of being the team leader yep, yep. when you do take over that team. Yep,
0: yep, yep. And um, so if we look forward from where we are and, and uh, over the, the 14 years you've been in ownership, you know, pharmacy's changed and it continues to change. Um what do you think uh, 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 a pharmacy owner going forward, how, do you, is there a different skill set that an owner needs going forward than what they used to have? And how do you think an, uh,
2: the role of an owner is sort of changing or where do you think it needs to change? Yeah, I think the change in the industry and also the shortage in the active workforce. I think, I think yes. both those things are going to, um, I really so calling out for for pharmacy owners to be a lot more involved with their teams, mm. and actually um, uh, sort of fast tracking some of the sort of processes of different career progression for their own staff, basically whether that's pharmacists or for pharmacy assistants. Um, and I do think that the career pathing path is is key for yep. actually every pharmacist in every single pharmacy working. Um, if if they're presented with an, with an actual career plan, then we will. Uh, you know, like we'll have a slightly, at least a better outcome of, yep. of you know, when we're trying to do a roster mm. and actually not sort of lose staff to, you know, going to do like, you know, vaccinating in different vaccination clinic hubs and, you know, et cetera, because community pharmacy is a very, very important place to make a difference in, in, in a patient's life. Yep. And we need the pharmacists available yep. to be able to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you
0: think there's more of a, a need for pharmacists to be more involved in community? What the, like before it used to be? Here's here's the four walls of my pharmacy. Open up the front door. My signage is looking really good. Please come to me. Please come to Absolutely. me. Absolutely. Um, whereas it, it's a different beast now. Like you really need to be involved in community now, don't you?
2: Absolutely right. I think the um I think what COVID has taught us is the is our value in um in actually crisis management. Yeah. And there's always different little elements inside the community that is in crisis. Yeah. And it could be like a small club. It could be, uh, it could be like a health topic in certain areas, and they uh, like instead of um, just basically designing different services and programs and sort of strategies, it is important to reach out to the allied health and to the community to actually see how we can help. Yeah, yeah. and I, I think the more we get involved, like the more relevant we'll stay.
0: Yeah, and. Um so the the Triple Seven networks growing and, and, and evolving and and uh, you know this uh, franchise uh, of stores growing everywhere and it's it's quite an exciting uh, time in Triple Seven's life, isn't
2: it? Oh, absolutely! I think I, th- I think it's fascinating just to, to to be able to sort of see that the group grow. We have yeah. a we have a very incredible structure uh, both um, uh, for for years that we've actually worked on. Um, how true! How true the culture is. How clear the purpose is of every single person inside the organization, mm. which is all about personalized care. And basically, whether that is an employee or a or a patient, yeah, they they like they actually they looked after in that in that same way. So I've been very lucky enough to be a, a, a part of such an organization.
0: Yeah, and so there's, uh, you guys are always growing, so there's always a need for you know identifying the 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 next crop of. Know, the next, next crop of talent, you know, the, the, the next owners, the future generations. So, you always got your eye out there looking for them. And absolutely, it's just a matter right. of attracting them and cultivating them.
2: Absolutely, right? Yeah, absolutely, yep. right.
0: So, wonderful talking to you. Oh, I've, I've been looking yeah. forward to this one for ages. <laughs> <We're looking laughs> no, thanks for, for having yeah. me. Yeah, before you go, a couple of questions is so, you, in the audience, there's probably some um, pharmacists who are thinking about ownership. Um, what's couple of little nuggets of advice for them
2: on, on things that they, they probably should be looking at yeah. now. Look, just uh, my, again, like I'd, I'd be, I'd be very simple about it. It's just being open to learning and, and actually being, and actually being brave and patient about giving something a crack. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but all of that again, starts from the why. Yep. So know why you want to be an owner yep. and that would clarify a lot of the actions that you want to take yep. and talk to your peers. Talk to your pharmacist, um, or the or the owners. there generally open to giving you a lot of advice, and just and just be surrounded by people that has the similar sort of why that you got, and yeah. that is the best way to move forward.
0: Yeah, and you, and as you said before, there's plenty of uh, events around from either PSA or Guild or from wherever in which you've got. Uh, a huge crop of people there who are more than happy to talk to you about you know, your own right. careers, etc. And it's very good to reach out to people and to talk to people about their own um, journeys and what, you know, people are always very happy to, to guide and to help, aren't they? That's correct. Yeah. And um, so people want to get in touch with you. How, how can they get in touch oh, with you? Absolutely.
2: Look, basically, email email me, phone me, um, as in my my email address will be sort of shared with the with the link, but yep. it's just swarov.afsa at pharmacy777.com.au yep. if you want to contact me. Feel free, 0410 370 222, anytime. Ple- absolute pleasure to have you. Now, before we move
0: on, um, uh, before we finish up, we should say, uh, so we have our Tea with JT. It's called Tea with JT. There we go. Um, so uh, Tea with JT, so a couple of things. Um, now, first of all, Renners I want to pick on you. Um, you've been working on something... Uh, exciting lately in regards to uh, someone's sort of marketing strategy and marketing journey. Yes,
1: yeah, so recently I s- recently I've just started with a new pharmacy. Um, they have a couple of stores and I've worked with both stores, different locations to really um, target and a certain demographic and focus on that with their marketing strategy. So in our first month we hit all of our KPIs which was really, really exciting. Um, We increased the overall reach of the social media by 600% in one pharmacy. Yeah. Wow. Um, And the engagement increased by nearly 200%. Wow. So that's really exciting. That is huge. (laughs) Um, And that's just in the first month. Yeah, so that was in the first month. And we are seeing continued growth. Um, So I'm really excited to see what next month shows. Um, And then the other store was a bigger store, so they were already doing quite a lot in social media, Mm. but... um, Over 5,000 reach, 50% increase, and 120% increase in engagement. That's fantastic. yeah, really exciting.
0: I love it when you (laughs) girls do this. It is just astonishing the results that you get. Well done. Well done. Thank you. So there's a little success point. Um, other little success point also comes from our, uh, our team. Um, Marcus uh, wrote his, uh, his first blog, which got published in the, in the AJP. And again, uh, sorry, we were talking before about developing talent. And, and Marcus is just a, is a brilliant talent. He's is an amazing young gentleman. And to see him grow from this young accountant and now he's writing blogs and it got published on the AJP. So uh, that that was really exciting to see him do that. Now, also before, um, it was about Saturday two weeks ago, um, we had a little uh, uh, session at uh, 777 head office there and you had some of your your team there. Um, And it was really good. I I was uh, lucky enough to be able to speak to them all, which was fantastic. Now, um, the gentleman before me, uh, Jeremy Watkins, and he's quite happy for me to talk about him, his session there, and I'll just dig a little bit in this, he had this session there about leadership and personal leadership, particularly from the perspective of uh, your own personal energies, your own physical energies, um, uh, mental energies, and, and emotional energies. And what, what did you think about that, oh, it that, was that absolutely, session? It was
2: absolutely incredible. I think one of the key part in um, so working as a pharmacist or even like leading a team is that influence. Yep. And basically sometimes you meet people and you meet pharmacists, as you asked actually earlier, um, you can see that some have that ability to influence others, some have the innate ability, some want to, and, and they want to learn about it. And that's where the personal energy comes into play. Yep. Um, yep. If, you, uh, if you, like, as in the way you sort of um, present yourself and the yep. way you, your body language is, um, it has an enormous impact on your patients that is yep. receiving the information from you, and also your peers that is actually seeing you in like in action. So I think the key to um, key to building a healthy culture is is actually being a healthy you yep. and the healthiest version of you that you.
0: Yep, that and you can and be. work hard on on um, you know whether your, your physical energies, but as well as mentally where you are, um, how you portray yourself, and and um, and all those all those things that come into into simple the words that you use your mannerisms and everything like that and it all filters down and 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 culture it's it's one of these things that if the culture's not working it doesn't matter what strategy you have it's absolutely gonna fall apart i think there's a saying of um culture eats strategy for breakfast absolutely um and so that culture's got to be there and with that culture, it's got to start from from your own leadership too. That's key. Yep, yep. Absolute pleasure to have you. Thank and you. Thank you, you ever so much. Great to be here. Pleasure. Thanks, thanks guys. I will thanks, t- we'll, we'll talk to you soon on another episode of Speaking Pharmacy Podcast in this wonderful, really wicked studio we got here. See you guys. Bye.